Hi, this is Billy D. If you enjoy this podcast, please like and subscribe. Let's grow NAI basketball. Thank you. Cascade Hoops Talk, bringing the world NAI basketball one podcast at a time. Cascade Hoopstock, Billy D. Hey, today we have Coach Mark Barakoff. He's a head men's basketball coach, Oklahoma City University. They are the stars. Uh, you'll hear Coach Barakoff talk about uh, rebuilding that great history there. As you know, they have six national championships, really a storied career that goes back to uh, Abe Lemons. They play in beautiful Abe Lemons Arena, 3,500-foot arena. You'll see some pictures of it if you watch the video of this podcast, uh, but I think Coach Barakoff is doing something pretty smart. He's uh, re-energizing the alumni. There was a little bit of a a split at the school when it went from NC2A to NAI. A lot of you have been involved in schools when they go one direction versus another, and there's a split within the boosters and the alumni. I think he's more of a consensus builder, and he's trying to bring that back and bring back the greatness of Oklahoma City University basketball. In that vein, he is bringing back the Abe Lemons Classic, and they have several great teams coming there to Oklahoma City for that this season. If you're anywhere in that Oklahoma City area, uh, get out and check out the great basketball in the Abe Lemons Classic. Coach Barakoff's a great guy. One side note, literally before we started the interview, I said, Coach, tell me how you pronounce your game name one more time. He did, and then you'll hear me at the start of this interview. Anyway, I'll shut up. Let's listen to Coach Mark Barakoff, Oklahoma City University Stars Basketball. Cascade Hoopstock, Billy D. Hey, I got uh, Coach uh, Mark Berkeroff. I, I hope I pronounce it right. Ber- Berkeroff? Berkeroff? You know, it's okay. I, I've heard it I've heard it worse before. It, it's Berkeroff, but that's okay. Berkeroff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He just told me, folks. I mean, he just told me. Berkeroff. <laughs> I apologize to Coach. I apologize to Oklahoma City fans. I should have been able to pronounce his name. Welcome, Coach. Thanks for being on the show. Man, thanks for having me. This is awesome, man. You do such a great job. I'm honored to be on this. Yeah, I'm really good at pronouncing names. That's my strength. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> hey, Coach, you know, I, I definitely want to talk about your team, but you have a, really an interesting background. You Well, first off, you went to high school with Jeff Rudder. Is that true? Jeff Rudder and I are high school teammates. Um, I mean, I was a senior. He was a junior, but we played We played for a long time together. And uh, Jeff always says, I would never pass him the ball, but I see it otherwise. But uh, <laughs> Jeff, Jeff and I went to high school together. We've been long, long, long time friends. And uh, like I tweeted out the other day, I was, I'm just super excited for him and his success. And uh, he's such a great guy. And, and when you're high school teammates, you know, there's that, there's that good bond that you have. So... Yeah, he's he's had an unbelievable career. So the question I have, you know, he's very solemn on the bench, as you know. Is that the way he was when he was 17 years old? <laughs> you know, he, he he you know his personality hasn't changed much. Oh, really? He's still a quiet guy, but he was very very competitive. Um, you ever you see that every now and then when he's coaching, but uh, he he was like that as a player. He was uh, such a high character guy as a teammate, mm-hmm. and uh, he's carried that into his coaching. Yeah, so. definitely. I'm excited for him. So you started out coaching, uh, I'm assuming, in the L.A. area. Aren't you from the L.A. area? 
From Los Angeles, yeah. Yeah, so you started coaching. You did 10 years in high school. And listen to this, folks. He won. You won 225 games at that level, 225 and 72. Talk about coaching high school, some of the challenges. You know, high school, it, it's changed a lot now. I mean, uh, that was a while ago. But, you know, I was very fortunate to have some really good players. And um, we made some really, really awesome runs deep into the playoffs in California. I mean, I had one of the best players in California history in, in Tim Drisdom, who played at Utah. And I always tell Tim, if it wasn't for Tim and some of these other guys that I had, I wouldn't be where I am today. But um, I, I loved my time in high school in California. Uh, I ended up, my last time in California coaching was at a school, Morro Bay, in, in the San Luis Obispo area, which our school was built on the beach. And we would surf in the morning and surf in the evenings. Wow. and. Uh, I, I loved it. Uh, my best friend talked me into taking this professional coaching job, so I left Morro Bay. But I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time coaching and uh, in California. I had some great kids and great assistant coaches, so it, it was a great experience. So from high school, did you go over to uh, coach the, those Lincoln Generals from high school? So, yeah, I went from high school to, to that pro league. You know, we, we did the summer league, and I, it won't get, bore you into this story, but as my wife and I – we're driving to Lincoln to get into our new home. The league ended up, uh, in terms of a lot of these minor league things, did it ended up folding. Oh. Uh, so we turned back from the turned around and went back to California. And I, this is a whole nother podcast story, but uh, we ended up living with my parents for a while. I coached high school football at my former high school with a buddy of mine, and that's uh, kind of kind of went from there. So that's that's a whole nother day to talk about that, though. So, Coach, you from there, you ended up, you made uh, stops at several uh, basketball programs, Law Tech, Texas State, Hill College, as an assistant. You had coached at the high school level. You had been really successful. So when you kind of made that tour through uh, some pretty good programs as an assistant coach, what did you learn about the college game? And, you know, were your eyes open to anything you didn't know about? You know, I, I always tell everybody always wants to know how my, my experience was at the D1 level. And I always say this, the Division One game is amazing for those 40 minutes when the ball is tipped and you're in. The game is great. The travel is awesome. The hotels, the eating places, all that stuff is really cool. Um, I, I just, my experience with that is I, I started to learn that I really like hanging around my family and being at home mm -hmm. and with my wife and my daughter. I just happened to be in some situations where it was very, they, you know, the people that I worked for were great people, but they were very demanding and needed to be in the office at all times. And it was a seven day a week job. Yep. And, um, if that was anything that that's what my eyes were opened up to. I loved my experiences. I worked with some great people, made some really good friends, had some really amazing experiences. But it just showed me that if I ever want to go back to that level, which I don't know if I do or don't, but it just it would take a lot of my wife would have to really say yes to that. Again, I worked for some really good people, worked for and, and I learned an awful lot. We, we had some, you know, when I was at Louisiana Tech, we had a really, really good team and uh um, and, you know, I experienced the junior college level. I did that for a year. I have a lot of admiration for guys that are doing Juco basketball. Um, I did it for a year. I am very thankful I have that on my resume. So um, it showed me that I don't want to be a junior college. It's just not my, not where I want to be. Yeah, so it's a big grind too. You're constantly oh, yeah. recruiting, right? You get a guy and you're going to have no more than two years. I mean, it's just, a, it's a, a rotating, you know, revolving door. 
Yeah, and you, you know, I, I I did 35 scouts by myself, and that's tough to do. And and when you're, it just I felt like all I was doing was recruiting basketball, and then onto the next game. So uh, that's why I say I have a lot of admiration for guys uh, that coach junior college basketball. I think it's a great level. I think there's some great players there. It's just as a coach, you always make these decisions, and I just know for me that's just not the level I wanted to be at. You ended up going to Randall, which is a NCCAA school. Uh, you had huge success there. You got into the national championship game four times. You won it three times. And any coach listening, everybody knows how, I don't care what level you're at, getting to that championship game is just so hard. Uh, you know, just talk about nine, I think nine years you were at Randall. You know, it was, um, I had to come in and, and rebuild a program. Uh, it was Hillsdale, and then it changed to Randall. But that program had always been really good and had a lot of success. They had just gone through a couple a couple years where they needed some in the program. It was an eye-opener. Um, I went into that my first year thinking, you know what, I just came from junior college and Division One basketball. I'm just going to dominate right off the bat. And what I found out is that level – is not talked about enough. There are a lot of really good coaches in that level, and there are some very, very good players. And for my nine years, I learned that, boy, you really have to coach, and uh, everybody's got some good players. There are so many kids playing college basketball or so many kids with different stories that end up at certain places. And the NCCAA is, um, for as great as an organization and a level it is, there are some very, very good basketball players that go unnoticed. We had really good success. I was able to recruit some really good players. We got lucky with some guys. We played in a national title game four straight years. That just doesn't happen very often, and it's it's a lot of luck and a lot of good players and a lot of good assistance and a lot of good administration backing us. So I had the time of my life. It was such a rewarding level, the NCCA, and for you know for what it stands for, and to be so openly uh, for Christians and um, serving our Lord and Savior. I I, I loved every aspect of, of that level. We got to talk about this. You have a I think you still have a relationship with, with Slam Ball, uh, something everybody who's listening knows a lot about. How in the world did you get associated with them? And you, you actually coached a team. Yeah, so I, I'll be quick on this. My, my best friend, Hernando Planels, who is currently a coach for the Buzzsaw, he did a movie called Coach Carter, and uh, I worked on the movie Coach Carter with him. Through that movie, he went out for a tryout to be a coach in the first season of Slam Ball, and he ended up making it as the bouncer's head coach. Well, in season two, they were going to have an expansion teams, and I went and did the interviews, and uh, I was able to get a job. So I did Slam Ball for uh, the last two seasons that it aired on TV. It was a great experience. It was cool to call yourself one of the only eight coaches in the world that knew how to coach slam ball. <laughs> um, and then all of a sudden, you know, we went through this 20 years of or whatever it was of slam ball not being back. And here slam ball was on ESPN this year. Yep. And um, it, it was awesome to see. Uh, I actually got a call from slam ball asking about my interest in slam ball and wanting to do it. And I, I just knew with the team that I have coming in, a young team, I, I knew that it would probably be better to stick around here and not go do it. But I stayed heavily involved with it. I, I did a lot of podcasts. I, I did a lot of inside information, helping scout for one of the teams. And, uh, you know, Slam Ball is great. It's, it's, it's great to see it back and the success and the popularity. So I'm, I'm pumped to have it back. So, Coach, last season, you're going into your 
third season at Oklahoma City. Is that correct? Or yep. Yeah. This will be year three, correct. So last season, you know, you defended pretty well, but you didn't shoot that well. Uh, you rebounded okay, but you gave up about as many rebounds. You you just were you just didn't go to over the hump. You ended up just a little bit under five or a little bit over five hundred. But this last year you were really young, and you've got some guys coming back. Uh, one guy, Avery Jackson, I, he slipped under my radar. He was a freshman last season, and uh, he was your leading scorer, seventeen points, five rebounds. He's back as a sophomore. Talk about Avery Jackson's game. So Avery is our is our is our two guard shooting guard. A- Avery and maybe maybe I'm being maybe it's just me be saying this, but I think Avery was the best freshman in America. People don't realize in the hundred year history of OCU men's basketball. Now that's D1 and NAI. Mm-hmm. Avery had the best freshman year in 100 years of the history of this program, and we have the best history in terms of the NAI. We are the most historic program in in the country. So to say. Avery had the best year in 100 years, just saying a whole lot for a freshman. And people don't realize Avery was 17 last year and turned 18 during the season. So last year, the, for the last two years, you know, we, we have been picked seventh two straight years in the conference. Actually, now make it three because that's where we were picked this year. Um, and we have finished in the top four of the conference. We've been to the conference semifinals. And for two years in a row, I thought we were going to get in uh, late into the national tournament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we didn't quite, you know, as you say, get over the hump. but you are right. We are very young. Uh, we are even younger this year uh, coming back. So, uh, but again, you know, Avery slipped under the radar. I think of a lot of people. I mean, I think he had 30 plus points on a couple national tournament teams. Uh, you know, having him back as a sophomore and more mature, he looks even better now. His body looks better. He's shooting the ball better in practice. I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, you have four of your top six scorers back. Uh, you have 56 points, 21 rebounds out of those guys. So you've got an excellent core coming back. You know, one thing I noticed when I look at your roster is outside of uh, McWilliams, you're a little small. Do you have, I know you got one more big guy who just came in as a freshman. Uh, do you have anybody behind McWilliams? Yeah, so it, it's it's uh, it's a blessing to have a seven-foot-one guy, but I've never had a big guy, so we really had to uh, figure out how to use a seven-foot-one uh, guy um, who also was just turned 19 last year. Um, yes, we brought in a uh, Clayton Jewell out of Australia, who's about 6'8". Caden Stewart's another 6'7 kid out of Houston that we brought in. Parker Jones is 6'6", 6'7". So we have some depth behind Jack. But, you know, in terms of having like another 6'9", 6'10 kid, we, we do not have that. But I do like our depth behind Jack, what we have. Jack got in some foul trouble last year. We went small when he went out of the lineup. But we do have two or three guys now that we could put in that position to help that, I think, give us another dimension that are really good rebounders and run the floor well. So we do have some depth this year. Like you said, though, you're still you're still a little bit little bit young. Uh, Brandon Jackson is a senior. He had a great year last year, fourteen and seven. Uh, you have another senior, Bonifay, but he didn't play too much last season. Where do you look for your leadership? Yeah, you know. Uh... We've decided here uh, to go a different route. A lot of people are going to the transfer heavy route, and I wanted to do something different. I wanted to bring in 
uh, kids that we would have for four and five years and develop our culture uh, that way. Um, I, don't, I don't think there's any wrong or right, right way to do it. I, I think the transfer teams have been very, very successful with the transfer portal. Um, I just figured let's take advantage of the teams using the transfer portal. And let's go find those high school freshmen that or the high school seniors that are being overlooked. So with, uh, with leadership, Brandon Jackson, definitely, uh, who is our senior, is, is definitely stepped up the leadership role. Parker Jones has really stepped up. Nick Bonifay actually will have another year because, believe it or not, he still has a COVID year to use, which is crazy to me that wow. we still are dealing with the COVID stuff. But Brandon is our one senior, uh, and he has really stepped up his leadership role. Parker was a leader last year. So we have two guys. You know, Avery's a leader, but he's a quiet leader. Jack is a – he's only just 19 years old. Yeah, so he's, still, he's, you know, still, he's still trying to figure out what, you know, where he fits in with that. But, you know, Brandon's going to be a captain. He's our senior uh, he's an all-conference player coming back, so and he's done a great job with his leadership. So, you know, hopefully Brandon, you know, keeps that going through the season, and, and that's where we get our leadership from. Coach, it looks to me like you have a, a pretty good core. Uh, you cannot uh, – you can't replace experience. Uh, talk about, you know, the Sooner Athletic. Oh, man, that, that conference is loaded this season. Yeah, you know, the, the Sooner is really, really good. And it's been good for the last three years. I think as new uh, the new guy coming in, the Sooner Athletic has had major, major success in the national tournament. Uh, we still have two teams in our league that have won national championships in, in MACU and, and Texas Wesleyan. I think it has surprised me since the way the new tournament ratings have gone that the Sooner has gone from maybe as the most powerful conference and has had major, major success to now being one of the weaker conferences. And I think that is the farthest from the truth. Um, and this year might be the strongest. Langston is absolutely loaded. Chris does a phenomenal job there. Wayland Baptist brought in a ton of great dudes. Yep. Clint does a great job there. Uh, USAO always does a good job. MacU always does a good job. Brennan at Texas Wesleyan does a good job. Um, John Brown, I mean, UNT Dallas. You, you can go down the list of, of teams. Sagu, Dalton, Dalton's always in, making a late run in the national tournament. Yep. And I think these teams that I just mentioned are even better this year. And then you've got Oklahoma City. You know, we returned 56 points, but we are now um, 18, 19-year-old guys going against some of these guys are going to be grown men. And I, but that's fine. You know, I, I, I like the challenge, but you are right. The Sooner Athletic is going to be very, very, very good. And I think who, whatever teams get into the national tournament, you're not going to want to face a Sooner Athletic team. It's the, 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 the conference this year uh, is as good as I've seen it in a long, long time. You know, you hinted at it a minute ago, talking about the history of Oklahoma City University basketball. Uh, everybody knows Abe Lemons. He won a lot of basketball games there. You're bringing back the Abe Lemons Classic this season to kick things off. Talk about that. Yeah, you know, so there, there's there's a lot of things that go into that. One, we have um, we have revitalized our alumni our base. We you know we have a unique alumni where we have years of guys that played Division One basketball. Uh, you know, we were a very good Division One program for a long time. We have 12 NBA players. And then we have, you know, starting in like 85, 86, we went NEIA and we've won six national championships. And with all of that being said, you know, there sits Abe Lemons, who, you know, won 500 games. His name is on our a beautiful arena. You know, he's Abe Lemons Arena. And I just started looking back through some of the history. And we used to have a tournament 25, 26 years ago. I think Win Case was the last one that ran it. And I thought, you know, we, we have so much history here. Let's bring 
bring that tournament back. And, uh, you know, I think it's an honor to Abe. His, his daughter, Jan, still comes around and talks. And I, I talked to Jan quite a bit. And she gave us, you know, her blessing to use it. And uh, we've got a really good classic. We have really good team uh, that have decided to come. And uh, I'm super excited for it. Anytime you get an Abe Lemon, on Abe Lemon's court, three days worth of NAI basketball and showcase how good the NAI level is. Uh, I'm super excited about it. And uh, I hope it's something that we can continue to do every year and teams get excited about wanting to come play. You know, fans, you need to listen to this. Florida College is going to be there. The Masters, Wayland Baptist, Missouri Baptist, Northern New Mexico, Our Lady of the Lake. It, it it's going to be a, it's some amazing basketball. If you're anywhere near Oklahoma City, I mean, you need to get over to uh, Oklahoma City University and watch this tournament. Yeah, you know, uh, you're going to have some nationally ranked teams. You've got tournament teams that are bringing back a lot of really good players. I don't know how good. It's great that we open up with the Masters. Uh, we did that last year. <laughs> yeah, but, that's a powerful program, uh, aren't they? Yeah, and I think they're going to be even better. And, and we played them pretty close last year. I mean, it came down to the wire in that game, but I'm excited. Regardless of that, it's exciting to get people on our camp. We have a beautiful campus. Our arena is is a Division One arena. We just put a ton of money and redid our, our, our locker room. We put a lot of money into that, honoring the history of our program in there. So we're excited. I mean, I cannot believe it's less than two weeks away. I mean, that kind of makes my stomach turn a little bit, knowing that we're ready to start this thing up. But uh, I, I think the name of Abe Lemons and the history of the NEI history of Oklahoma City University, I think, is a great draw for teams to want to come play here. And I hope it continues that we can keep drawing really good teams in. You know, as we talked about at the start, before I let you go, we talked quite a bit about your history and you've had a really successful career. What enticed you? What brought you to Oklahoma City and what do you want to achieve there? You know, I think the initial, as an outsider looking in, you look at all the success, you know, in terms of the university, 73 national championships in terms of all of our athletics, the history of the men's basketball program, uh, the beautiful arena, um, six national titles, 51 All-Americans, 12 NBA players. Not many schools out there can say that. Um, That was the immediate thing to entice me then to know that you know a lot of people don't realize where we've been and i still think we're in a rebuild of rebuilding this program you know mm-hmm. there's all different type of rebuilds are tough to rebuild a historic program where there's a lot of expectations and a lot of winning that has come along with that i think my staff of garrett white and eli burke john roby have done a great job in terms of our recruiting we've had to do it a little bit differently we chose to go after young high school kids and with a mixed in with a transfer um but the 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 job is amazing. The, the university is amazing. The academics are second to none. We have a beautiful, beautiful campus. We have great people to work with. I think that's the, all those things tied in. Yes, we are still rebuilding in year three, and I still think we're going to be rebuilding, but our culture has changed. We've gotten our alumni incredible, the incredible alumni base back interested. We've I've talked to 250 plus alumni that are wanting to get back involved in the program. That's all that stuff answers your question. Um, We're in a great league with great coaches. I'm extremely, I love being the head coach at Oklahoma City University. And uh, uh, it's ended up now being my dream job. I I don't know if I said that like at the first part of it, but it is my dream job now. My daughter goes to Oklahoma State. She's in the veterinarian program. My wife, Stacy, works down the street at OU Medical. Um, For a Los Angeles kid that grew up going to Huntington Beach and being in the water, um, I've learned to really love Oklahoma City. You know, I'm a diehard Los Angeles Dodger fan. Our AAA Dodger team is five minutes away from my home. Oh, wow. I've got season 
so like all this stuff is tied in and and i love our i love our kids i love this group that we have they're young they're fun to be around all those things i think answer your question uh, i i am very honored uh to be the head coach of this historic program so, okay so i said last but one more thing who is the uh, conference rival for oklahoma city university that's a great question um I think everybody would say us because, you know, of the success that the program's had. You know, I think MacU down, is down the street from us. USAO okay. is down the street from us. Um, you, you know, Texas Wesleyan. There, there's, I think there's a lot of this, – this, this conference has been so good in Oklahoma City and a lot of these teams have had some historical um, battles, you know, and trying to get into the national tournament. So there's a lot of really good rivalries this league, and I think for us every game is our – we feel it's like our rivalry. So – well, Coach, I really appreciate it. Again, all the fans around Oklahoma City, whether you're a Oklahoma City University fan or just a basketball fan, you got to get out to the Abe Levins Classic, uh, watch these great teams, watch some great NAI basketball. Coach Barakoff, I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, and just so you know, here at Oklahoma City, we follow your your account. We love the stuff that you do and the promotion of, of the area of basketball that you do. You do a great job and uh, some great teams out there, and you do a great job. And just for us to be able to talk about our program, it's an honor for us. And thank you very much. Uh, that's very kind. I, I really appreciate it. That's uh, Coach Mark Barakoff. He's the head men's basketball coach, Oklahoma City University. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Hey, thank you very much to Coach uh, Mark Barakoff, Oklahoma City. Thank you to Oklahoma City University as well. Uh, really enjoyed uh, talking to Coach Barakoff. We'll have one more uh, coach interview preseason. Uh, that'll be on Friday. And then on Monday, uh, we'll kick off our in-season show we plan on doing several a week the the schedule is a little open but i sent out a video explaining how to get us uh interviews and video from your post game so we can include that in our morning show get the these players and coaches heard and seen people really enjoy being able to uh see the players uh, especially after a game as well as the coaches so if your school's interested in that there's instructions on uh the twitter and then on youtube on how to do that uh, if you have any questions, just email me about that. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of days. And don't forget to get out and watch your local team. Basketball is starting. Thank you very much for supporting our podcast. Please like and subscribe. Get out to your local NAI school because NAI basketball is the best entertainment value in America.